0: So often we're so focused on really expanding in our own business to then expand into new levels of ease, impact, trust, confidence, all the things, that we actually miss so many opportunities to be able to expand, not only in our business, but in our lives. So today what I'm gonna be sharing with you is actually something a little bit different. I'm gonna be getting really, really personal and sharing ways I have expanded my capacity, expanded my capacity to be able to show up more as me, to be seen with more eyes on me, to hold more clients, to take up more space, to set boundaries in place, but not using my business as these opportunities, but actually using my personal life to be able to expand. Because there are so many opportunities we have in our personal life. So many opportunities of expansion, and where we when we use these opportunities in our personal life as well as our business, we can expand so much faster we can expand to new levels of comp- confidence and impact, allowing you to make moves so much faster, allowing the results to come in so much faster so this doesn 't matter whether you 're at the beginning of your business, whether you 're just dying out or whether You have been in business a while. We can always expand into new levels of confidence, ease, trust and impact in the world. So these are in no particular order, but I want to share with you some examples of opportunities I've used in my personal life to expand in ways that then mean I expand in my business. Because like I always say, when we notice things in one area of our life, we notice things in other area, areas of our life. On how we do something in one area of our life will be mirrored in pretty much all other areas of our life because it's our identity. It's how we do things. It's our natural reactions. It's our natural subconscious programming. So the first example I want to share with you is actually rewinding to last year when I got married to Louis in Italy. And I used my wedding as or our wedding as a beautiful time for opportunity. I remember saying to Louis when we got engaged, I want to use this as an opportunity to spend more time together, to grow as a couple and to grow as a person as well. And I really, truly kept to that. No matter whether it was like, you know, going to Italy to go and see the venue And using that as a time to go on holiday rather than thinking, oh my God, I'm spending this money because I have to go see the venue or whatever. I'd use things as opportunities. So there's a few key things that I did that pushed me well out of my comfort zone at our wedding that then translated into helping me expand in my business as well. So the first thing was I decided that I was going to do a speech normally the bride doesn't do a speech but I was like no I want to do a speech I want to thank everyone here for coming and share how I feel and take this moment to connect with everyone there I didn't want to be the bride who was just hidden away who didn't say anything I wanted to say what I thought how I felt and show my appreciation so this felt scary as (laughs) but What I had in my mind was firstly I wanted to do this but secondly I knew that by doing this if I could express how I felt to people who I loved this can actually be way harder than expressing myself to people who I don't even know. So if I can do this I can then show up in my business and be in front of more eyes. Be in front of people who I didn't know and stand up in front of Audiences I may not have felt comfortable comfortable doing, like standing up in front of before. And bear in mind, what I do is all online. So normally I'm not in a room where everyone is there. But at my wedding, I was in the room, obviously, where there were another 50 people there. All eyes were on me. So actually that can feel way more daunting than being on a screen where I don't actually see the people. Or maybe I do, but they're on little screens. And there's only so many little screens I can fit on my Zoom calls. So I decided to do a speech and it was like the best decision I have ever made. I was so proud of myself for doing it. I was nervous. I was thinking, you know, how do I do this? What's the right or wrong way? But for this, there was no right or wrong way. Like literally no right or wrong way. This was me sharing pure me With those I loved so again if I could do that and not worry if there's a right or wrong way or I'm saying the right thing or doing it the right way then I can go and then translate this into my business so that was the first thing I did on the wedding day that was completely out of my comfort zone and actually the fact that I've expanded in my business allowed me to do that in my personal life And then the fact that I've done that in my personal life has then allowed me to do bigger and bigger things in my business life. So you can see how it all relates. My business has actually been a huge catalyst to my self-growth. Without my business, I'm not sure I'd be where I am today in terms of my confidence and showing up as who I am. I'm not sure I'd even have the guts to start a podcast or to do half the things I do today. Okay, so the second thing I decided to do on the wedding day, or actually this one came from Louis. So Louis said he wanted to do a choreographed first dance. And I was kind of surprised by this because Louis is always like saying, I'm not a dancer, I don't dance, I have like two left feet. And I'm the same, I'm not a dancer. Remembering a choreographed sequence of moves to me was like the hardest thing. And when I was at school, I used to get laughed at in the like aerobics class because I just couldn't remember the moves. It just, I just couldn't. It wasn't in my nature. It wasn't my natural thing to be able to remember the moves like everyone else could. So I remembered in those scenario, in that scenario, being laughed at. And when Louis said, let's do this, like we have this opportunity to do a, choreograph- a choreographed dance at our wedding day. And we only have this one chance. Let's do it. I was like a bit taken back for one because I was like, hmm, this is unusual. I did not think Louis would ever suggest this in the mil- million years. It didn't even cross my mind. And then I was thinking, oh, my God. Yeah, but what if I feel like how I did at school and those feelings start to, started to come up? And I said, no, I don't, I don't really want to do it. I'm not sure this is a good idea. But then I sat on it for a moment and I was like, actually, this would be an amazing opportunity to rewrite that story, to rewrite how I'd feel about these things. So we went and had one lesson. <laughs> I think it was a week or 10 days before the wedding date. I know we probably should have done it way earlier, but we weren't that organized enough to do that. Um. And we learned this choreographed dance to a song we had chosen. And the lady there, she'd come out with like the moves and she was like, "Okay, we can do this, this, this. Like, let's see where you're at to see, you know, how good we like our level, our standard, not good, bad, but our level, our standard. And then, you know, she'd tweak it slightly depending on that. And we literally had an hour slot. I think it was max an hour and a half slot with her. That was it. And we recorded it on our phones. We recorded her doing it. So then we would practice. Bearing in mind, this is 10 days before. We literally had 10 days before the wedding to learn this dance. And both of us were like, I'm not dancers by a long way. Like we just like, you know, when you go on the dance floor, we're those people who will just like have a laugh, not care what we look like, not try and like do some posh dance or anything. We'll just enjoy it and have fun because we both know we're not really the choreographed kind of dance people who can remember all the moves and all that kind of stuff. So this was us way out of our comfort zone. And in that first lesson, I remember we were just so hot. It was hot that day as it was because it was like the middle of the summer. And we were more hot because we were both like nervous, trying to remember the moves, all the things. But it felt so good to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. It felt so nice to be there. And actually at the end of our lesson, people were turning up for a new lesson. They were watching us do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a bit daunting. But then I thought again, if I can do it in front of these people right now and I've not even had time to practice it, this is going to mean I have even more of a chance to be able to go for it and do it in front of our loved ones. So we practiced this dance and then The night before the wedding, or not the night before, a few days before the wedding, Louis was like, I think we should make it longer. And the lady who showed us the dance in the first place, she said, if you want to make it longer, this is what you do. This is what you add here. Or you can just repeat those bits. She'd already told us if we wanted to make it longer, we could. And Louis said, I want to make it longer. And I literally went into freak out mode. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I've got this far. (laughs) I've remembered this dance. I have learnt the moves for this. Now, this is a whole nother ball game. Now I'm like back at ground zero. That's what it felt like. And I, I had to compose myself. My body went into freak out mode as if it was still in these school classes where it's being laughed at. And then again, I was thinking, you know, I get one chance at this. Like, why not? Why not just go for it? Like, why not? Like, let's just practice the longer version. If we don't do it, that's okay. So that's what we did. We practiced a longer version on a roof terrace thing in the hotel we were staying (laughs) at. Luckily, no one else was there as we were practicing it. And I think you can see the reel on my Instagram. Actually, I think I shared a reel of us practicing this dance on my Instagram a while ago. So it'll be like last year, September last year, if you want to see this, by the way, you can see the progress. And so, yeah, we practiced this dance. And then on the day nobody knew the only person who knew we were going to do a choreographed dance because we didn't tell anyone was actually Sophie who works with me behind the scenes and the DJ who is our friend and was going to play the music those were the two people who knew nobody else knew so everyone else probably thought we were just going to walk in and then do the you know normal like Rocking backwards and forwards, whatever you'd normally do, we never even got to what we would we do normally. To be honest, I don't really know what we'd have done. And I was actually surprised by the fact I felt okay. Not only did I think, let's make myself more nervous on the day and do a speech, but let's make myself even more nervous and do a choreographed dance, which would normally make me feel so nervous. But through that process. I realized that actually it didn't need to be perfect. The fact we were even doing it was amazing. And those people around us were not going to care whether it was perfect or not. They love us. They're just going to be like happy. We're happy. And it was so freeing to think I don't need to be perfect in this moment. This moment is about me and Louis just enjoying ourselves, trying something new, putting ourselves out there. And that really gave me the permission slip to be able to do similar things in my business. To be able to go and try new things and think I don't need to be 100% perfect. Like the people aren't there to laugh at me or even if they are like who cares as long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm enjoying it, who cares? So those were the two things on the day of the wedding that really allowed me to expand in my personal life and in my business. And then there was a third thing that happened before the wedding. So I got my wedding dress made. So I designed it, I came up with the idea, and then I got someone to make it for me. And for some reason, it didn't really feel right at first. Like I was like, yep, I know these are the things I wanted because I tried on a load of dresses in some shops and I'd taken elements of them of what I liked. So I'd taken like, I I knew I wanted a split, so I'd got the split and I knew I wanted like a deep plunge because those are the kind of dresses I tried on and I really liked them and I wanted a low back, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd made this dress combined with all the dresses I'd tried on, like the best parts of them and what I liked the most about them. And this is what my designer was making. Like she was gonna be making this dress and it got to the point where, We'd been in Bali for a few months and then we come back and then I went to try on a twirl of it, like a, a very simple twirl of this version. And something in me was like, this is not right. This doesn't feel right. I'm not excited. I don't know what it is. And I remember messaging Sophie, who, like I was saying, works with me behind the scenes, who's into her styling, all the things, being like, can you help me? Like, this just isn't working for me. And she helped me go back to the drawing board because we're, we're really good at bouncing ideas around and coming up with inspiration and ideas, which I absolutely love. And she helps me obviously in my business, but also in our personal lives. We like, you know, we're friends as well. And I love this, like we're everything all in one. I love it. I love it. But anyway, that's a side note. <laughs> so went back to the drawing drawing board and completely... Well, not quite completely, but changed a lot of the design. I no longer was having a plunging neckline. I was having a halter neck. I no longer was having it super fitted around the bottom. It was going to be floaty, but still with a split. And the fabric was changing. It wasn't going to be like all lacy. It was going to be like fine pleats. So, so much of it changed. And I remember thinking, do I have the guts to go to this lady who is creating my wedding dress and tell her that I want to change the whole thing? And I remember speaking to my coach at the time being like, I want to change everything. And I know it's not necessarily related to business this, but it's like what I'm saying in this whole episode. It's like when we can take up space in one area of our life, we can then take up space in another areas of our life. And this is what this was asking me to do. This was what this opportunity was putting in front of me. It's like, can I take up space right now to change the whole design? I'm paying for this service. So, can I ask to change the design? Because the dress hasn't even been made yet. Yes, there'd been twi'ls made to fit to my body and shape, but there hadn't been, you know, the final fabric ordered or anything like that. So, actually, I wasn't really like messing up the process really that much. It was more for me to think do I feel comfortable doing this? Do I have the confidence to do this, to take up space? And I was so proud of myself that I did. And the dress I had in the end felt so much more me. And I remember Emma, the designer, when I put it on, she was like, oh my God, this is so much better. This is so much more you. She was like, I can feel it, I can see it. And it was just so right, so right in that moment. But it's these little opportunities that then mean we can then take up more space in our businesses. It's like, okay, can I take up more space and show up online even more me with even more power, say more of what I want to say rather than try and filter my message rather than try and people please. Because these are the things that come through when we're trying to, you know, hold back and not take up space. So those were the kind of wedding examples I really wanted to share with you. And then there were a couple of other related examples about around taking up space that are more like everyday examples to really show you. It doesn't need to be like some grand wedding day that you can use as opportunities, but actually it's the everyday moments as well. So for those of you who've been around here a while, you may know I am lactose intolerant. And when I first discovered I was lactose intolerant, I remember being in restaurants and this was maybe like 15 years ago now. Jeez, that's a while ago. But (laughs) anyway, so I would be at dinner and say I asked for a pizza, right? And um, I'd ask for it with buffalo mozzarella because even if you're just FYI, in case this is new to you. Even if you're lactose intolerant, it just means you can't have cow's products. It doesn't mean you can't have goat cheese, buffalo, anything else which comes from a different animal. It's just to do with cow's milk, cow's cheese, cow's cream, etc. So I can have pizza with buffalo mozzarella and I bloody love it. But not many restaurants do it. But when I go to a restaurant that does it, I ask for it. And I remember being in this restaurant in London and I'd asked for buffalo mozzarella on my pizza because I can't eat the other cheeses. And I said, can I not have any other cheese? Because sometimes I grate a load of other cheese on top as well. And then my order came and I was with Louis and this was before we were married. And I felt so uncomfortable being like, I know that this is not buffalo mozzarella. And I could see the other cheese grated on top. And so Louie was like, okay, we need to say, like, you know, you can't eat it. Like, you literally can't eat it. But I would feel so bad. I'd be like, I feel like I'm inconveniencing them. But then I'd asked for it. So in theory, I wasn't inconveniencing them. And I couldn't eat it. I genuinely couldn't eat it. I'd already said, I can't have this. Please, can I, you make sure I have this? And they'd not done what I'd asked. But then when I asked the waiter, feeling all nervous and everything, (laughs) uh, by the way, you got my order wrong. Um, Like, obviously I didn't say it like that, but I'm like, oh, hey, I asked for da da da. I actually can't eat this. Please can I get what I asked for? And he was like, you didn't ask for that. And he started like, you know, saying, oh, you didn't. uh," And I was like, I'm I'm pretty sure I did because I genuinely can't eat this. And it was a real opportunity of taking up space again. A real opportunity of like, I felt so uncomfortable and I was, you know, wanting to feel comfortable in these scenarios because this doesn't happen just one time. (laughs) This is something that happens every now and then. Like someone, you know, messes up your order, no matter whether you're intolerant or not, someone messes up your order at some point in a restaurant. Like that's just normal. So if we can take up space in these scenarios, we can then take up space in other scenarios as well. And at that time in my life, I didn't have the tools to be able to feel comfortable taking up space. I didn't understand that somatic practices would help me. I didn't understand I was trying to people please or anything like that. But having really learnt and embodied new ways of thinking, new ways of being, and having tools in my toolbox to be able to calm my nev- nervous system and be like, you- you're safe, you're fine, it's okay for you to take up space... It has really allowed me to step into a deeper level of empowerment. So in these scenarios now, it's a simple, you know, like, oh, hey, like I ordered this. Do you mind if I get what I ordered, etc., etc.? et, cetera, et cetera, however I say it. And like, obviously, in a polite way, it's not like a <laughs> annoyed way. I know some people, you see it sometimes where it's like someone just like instantly gets annoyed and it's like, no, no, I understand people still make mistakes, but I still want what I want. I still want what I want you know I want my buffalo mozzarella so this is another scenario but this is just an everyday scenario life or another everyday scenario a life scenario of taking up space and really owning who you are is when we meet new people say we've gone for let's say for drinks or dinner with some some friends and they're like oh we invited our friends from blah 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 and then you meet them and they're like, oh, hey, what, what do you do? You know, that's such a common question. Of, what do you do? And if in that moment you can say what you do with confidence, you can then show up online and say it with confidence as well and own it. And then other people can feel it. And then you become even more magnetic to those who want to learn from your wisdom. Whereas if we struggle in those moments to really say what we do, how can we really show up online and be like, yeah, I do this. This is what I, you know, I own this identity. If we can't do it there, how can we do it online? So we can use these opportunities to really own our identity, own who we are and step into new levels of power, step into new levels of personal power. So those are just a few scenarios of where I have really used life examples, life opportunities to show up more as me, to give myself chances to step into new levels of power, personal power and therefore new levels of confidence that that means I can then show up and have more impact in the world. There are, of course, so many more examples, so many more examples. But what I would love for you to take away from this episode is just to, in the moments when you're going about your everyday life, ask yourself, is there an opportunity right here for me to push myself out of my comfort zone and step into a new level of personal power? Is it saying no to something? Is it asking for something that you wouldn't normally ask for because you feel like you're being air quotes here, demanding? Is it introducing yourself into to new people in this new level of confidence? And maybe you practice this beforehand. You have like a, this is what I'm going to say in these scenarios. Is it trying something new? Is it saying no to something you haven't been loving and you don't want to let someone down, but actually you don't love it and you're then people-pleasing? So really just bring awareness to the moments in your everyday life where you can step into this new level of personal power because when you do it in your personal life, it translates to your business. When you do it in your business, it translates to your personal life. Like we still have the same identity whether we're online or offline. Can you show up as the person you want to be offline as you want to be online? So it's not like you're trying to put on a persona or a face This just is who you are. So if someone was to watch you in your everyday life, you're the same person online or offline. They'd see the same identity. Yes, you'd be doing different things probably, but they'd see the same core identity, the same beliefs, the same programming, and they'd feel it, they'd feel that energy. It wouldn't be like you show up online and then you're slightly different because you're like, no, I need to perform in this scenario. It would just be, this is who I am online and offline. Okay, I feel like today was a big one. So if you had a download or if you go into your everyday life and you notice a moment where you're like, I'm using this as an opportunity, drop me a DM because I would love to know how you've really embodied and implemented this into your everyday life that's then going to infuse into your business. So drop me a DM and if you have any questions, as always, feel free to drop into my DMs because I always love to hear from you. And until next time, have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world.